Hey there, future fans! This week we put on our straitjackets, we wait for the last possible minute to escape, and we teach a rich brat to nut up or shut up. This is the week of February 18th, 2019, and you are listening to episode 117 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show i'll be at a late show but still a show so yay that it happened just boo that it happened a little late um no no good excuse this week other than i just wanted to hang with some friends i haven't hung out with in a while and we did something we haven't done in a while making me realize that i am an old man because though while i did have a lot of fun going out drinking with a with a bunch of my friends i Anne and i couldn't help but thinking no we could be home reading a book or playing a game but uh, it was still fun, and why not still do stuff like that while you can? So, so that's what happened. We have some big news this week. Most, most of you have already heard it. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but maybe, just maybe, there are some of you out there that haven't, haven't heard some of the biggest movie news that have happened or seen the biggest trailers, so I will talk about them anyway. And actually, it's a very short movie week. We have one, two, three, four, five, six movies and it's split three and three on uh, limited and wide releases. So before we get into that, let me do what I always do at this time and ramble incoherently. Oh, and by the way, if you do hear weird noises, it's raining heavily. Yes, California does get rain. We get more than firestorms, which is uh, which is good. I like rain. I don't like fire. I only like fire when it's cooking meat, toasting marshmallows, or just keeping me warm. You know, not not burning down cities. That's that's what we want to avoid here. And it's also the first time I've seen lightning in oh god a long time. Uh, a, a couple storms ago, we had one lightning flash, and then earth-shattering thunder because it was like right above us but it was just one for that whole storm so this is actually this is actually a good storm first time in a while here but before we get too off track here let us get back on track with the housekeeping so let me tell you a little bit about the show this is future flicks with billiam thus you can assume i am billiam on this show we do a few things first we start out with some unscripted ramblings from me I try and be funny, I fail, and then I get embarrassed to move on. This we're we're in the moving on phase right here. After that, we go into the news. That's any new news that has caught my eye. And then the trailer trove, which is any trailers that have caught my eye. And you want know ask some of my most loyal listeners, my closest podcast friends, and they will tell you that I am not perfect. I do miss stories. I miss trailers. So if I miss something, if you think I miss something, you know, just hit me up and let me know. After that, we get into the movies, which are broken up into two categories. The first being limited releases. Those are any movies that are not getting a wide release and also didn't seem interesting enough for me to warrant talking about. In that case, I just give you the premise and then who's in it. Maybe a thought or two, then we move on. 
After that, we go into the wide releases and interesting indies, and that is exactly what it sounds like. For that, what we do is we tell you what it's about, who's in it, and then we talk about it a bit. And then we wrap that all up with a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, aka the aptly named Bill Score, which can go anywhere from a zero for those terrible movies to an 11 for those movies that kick it up that extra notch. Of course, I don't get any insider information on the movies i don't see them before you i base all of my judgments on the trailers maybe i do a little more research than you or maybe i do less either way we know about the same amount and by the end of the show we will know exactly the same amount of stuff so how do you find the show well you're doing a good job already but let me tell you other ways you can find me on itunes soundcloud stitcher Google Play and any podcast app, as well as a Somewhat Nerdy website and Facebook page. The website is somewhatnerdy.com. I do a lot of book blogging there, so you can find those. And you can find any other blogs written by the Somewhat Nerdy crew. And don't forget to check out the other shows in the Somewhat Nerdy podcast network. There's the flagship show, Somewhat Nerdy Radio. And that is a great bi-weekly show that talks about a myriad of nerdy topics. And if you ever have something you want them to talk about... Just, hey, go, hey, Chris, Snarf Chris, what's up? How about this? We like it when we uh, when we have people interact with us. We do. It's, it's fun. And then also the Nerds of the Squared Circle, the best wrestling podcast I have ever listened to. And yes, I've listened to more than just that one. Thank you very much, you naysayers, you, you sayers of nay. That is a weekly wrestling podcast that you should listen to whether or not you like wrestling. And guess what? We now have a Patreon that you too can be part of. Do you want to support the nerds? Do you want to support me? I would greatly appreciate that. We, uh, I, well, I will put the link to that in the show notes. It will be in the show notes for Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle as well. And it's, it's one Patreon for all of us. Just because right now, you know, our, our goal is to kind of break even because right now we, this is a labor of love for us. And my dream Besides becoming famous for this, my one of my more realistic and hopefully soon obtainable dreams is that one day uh, none of this would come out of my pocket anymore. So that is our goal. Give what you will. I will put the link in the show notes. Uh, before we get on with the show, I have some news. I may have a co-host in a week or two uh, within the, at least the next three episodes. Uh, we, we talked about this. My friend Walker and I talked about this and he said he'd be interested and honestly, it could be the best episode we ever do. It could be the worst episode we ever do, because I'm used to this being a one-man show. I'm used to just giving my opinion. I'm used to sitting here, editing heavily to make it sound like I know what I'm doing, and then posting the show. I, I've never bounced off someone else. I have never had any inkling as to what a dual-hosted show would be like, but we're about to find out. So stay tuned for that. Worst case scenario, it is terrible and I never, ever release it. Best case scenario, maybe we have the birth of a new show. We don't know. We'll see. So let us step into the first segment, which, as always, is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. According to Digital Spy, Coming to America 2 is finally moving forward with Eddie Murphy. They do not currently have, but they would like to also get Arsenio Hall and... Everyone's favorite, James Earl Jones, to reprise their roles. This, of course, is the sequel to Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, and James Earl Jones' movie from 1988 called Coming to America. This film will be called Coming to 
As in the number two, America. Oh, they're so they're so clever with those names. Don't you love that? That is great. And this is right now in very, very, very early pre-production, but it has been greenlit. And Eddie Murphy, who hasn't really done much recently, at least not that I've seen, now has a lot of projects coming up. He has a Beverly Hills Cop 4. He has a bloom, a boomerang TV series that he's doing, and he's remaking Grumpy Old Men, which I I hope it in this in this day and age with reboots, I hope it's actually a reboot where they just do another movie instead of trying to remake it, because I think that would be a lot better. There is no release date for this movie as of yet. Next up in the news, this one from comicbookmovie.com. You know what we haven't talked about in a while? is the Disney Fox merger. Well, we now have some news in that area, and that is Gambit, Doctor Doom, and the rest of Fox's planned Marvel movies have been scrapped. With this news, it is going to sadly probably also scrap X-Force. Uh, some sources are saying that unless X-Force can get actually get started in the next couple months, that movie is going to be scrapped too. So if that happens, then X-Men Dark Phoenix and The New Mutants will be the final two projects from Fox before all the characters go over to Marvel. And oddly enough, they had apparently also had Silver Surfer, Kitty Pride, and Multiple Man movies in, in the works, or at least, you know, very early pre-production. And I'm just wondering why? I mean, okay, Kitty Pride's a cool character. She really is. Silver Surfer is a cool character. I'd rather not see a Silver Surfer movie until they do Fantastic Four correctly. Okay, let's be honest. The first two Fantastic Four movies were the best ones. And that's not saying much because the next one was awful. But they, they can't just bring out a Silver Surfer movie without doing the Fantastic Four because that is how we first learn about Silver Surfer. And then my big question is, a multiple man movie? Like, really? Why? He is not, he is not an interesting character. Okay, here are the facts though. If, if maybe if you are well read in Marvel, maybe you like multiple man. The thing is, a lot of these characters are interesting, but in the comics. And there are way too many of these characters to give all of them their own movie. Though I bet eventually a lot of these people will get their own movies. Still, if you think about it, comic book movies are still kind of in their infancy. I mean, maybe they're in their awkward teenage years now. They're not, it's not yet, it's not yet at the place where I think they can pull little known characters and make movies out of them. Let's be honest, that's how the the comic book movie thing got started was taking characters no one really knew about or at least that weren't terribly popular but now that they are now that the avengers and the x-men and uh, and all these people are household names it doesn't make sense to go back into the deep end and pull out someone from the and dredge the bottom and pull out someone from there it doesn't make any sense i forgot to tell you a couple things actually about that coming to america story the director is going to be Craig Brewer, who directed, uh, let's see, Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, and uh, was also responsible for the 2011 Footloose. And he was also a writer on the sadly poorly received Legend of Tarzan, which I thought was much better than anyone gave credit for. And if you remember Black Snake Moan, that was just weird. And apparently the original screen uh, script writers for Coming to America penned a part two, but now they hired Kenya Barris to basically redo it. So taking the original story and just maybe making it more modern because Kenya Barris, writer for Blackish, Girls Trip, The Game. So basically a guy who knows his way around comedy. 
In a story from sci-fi.com, reports are saying that Star Trek 4 has been shelved for a number of reasons. Some of these reasons include being unable to work out a a deal with Chris's Pine and Hemsworth for their for you know the money they're going to make. There is some debate whether shelved means just put on hold or canceled because no one actually uses the word canceled yet. So yes, the Chris's contract talks have stalled, but also rumor has it that a reason that the whole project was shelved was apparently they don't want to try and do battle with Star Wars, which if that has any truth to it, I think is f***ing stupid. When will people stop comparing Star Trek to Star Wars? Because I get it through both sci-fi. No, not really. Star Trek is sci-fi. Star Trek is hard sci-fi. Star Wars is a space fantasy, is a space opera. There used to be this big thing, and technically there still is, between Star Trek versus Star Wars, but that, that should never have been a question. You can love both. So if if Star Wars and its popularity had anything to do with the canceling of Star Trek, the people who canceled it are idiots. And finally in the news, this story from Variety, Anne Hathaway is now set to star in Robert Zemeckis' The Witches. This is based on the book by Roald Dahl and, of course, was originally turned into a movie in the 90s starring Angelica Houston. Right now, Anne Hathaway is the only actress or actor signed up for this movie. The only other thing we do know is that, besides directing, Robert Zemeckis also worked on the screenplay, which, of course, based on the Roald Dahl novel. This has no set release date yet, but is expected to start production sometime this year, I believe. I read that somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let us step into everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to The Trailer Trove. All right, everyone, we have a lot to talk about. So let's get rid of, we're not get rid of, they are equally worth talking about these other movies that I have to mention. And then at the end of the segment, we will get into the meat, the two biggest things that have come out since the last episode. So let us talk about another Captain Marvel trailer. This one is a bit different from the others, so it is worth a look if you're really excited for Captain Marvel. And while I do really, really want to see this film, I, I already know that I want to see it. And unlike things like Avengers or Spider-Man or Star Wars, I'm not already so invested in the universe that I, I want to grab onto any little bit I can. This is brand new to me, so I'm just I'm just okay with watching a couple trailers going, this looks good, bring on the movie. So anything else is just icing on the cake at this point. And I actually I might not have even watched this new trailer if it wasn't for the show. Just because I'm already sold. Uh, Captain Marvel has a March 8th release date with early showings on March 7th. So if you are very interested and want to see anything you can, then check out the new trailer. Uh, The next trailer is for a Netflix movie called Velvet Buzzsaw. And if you think it's a weird name, you have not seen anything yet. This stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Tony Collette, Rene Russo, John Malkovich, Billy Magnuson, and David Diggs. And it's pretty out there. It's about this art critic who either helps out at or owns a gallery. And one day they find out there's this great unknown painter who died and they are able to get all of his work. So they they claim that someone else did it and are now selling the work. But what they don't know is that this artist used his own blood in the paintings and that they're cursed. 
Whoever buys them will end up being killed by the paintings. This comes to us from the f***ed up minds that brought us Nightcrawler, and this comes out February 1st on Netflix. Happy Death Day to You has a new trailer, and it looks so stupid that I still really want to see this. I had no interest in the first movie. I, I did not, and I still haven't seen it. Now I kind of want to, just to prepare me for number two, because it looks really dumb, and it looks so self-aware and tongue-in-cheek without being overly so, where it then becomes old hat. So basically, we have a, a slasher horror movie with the main character fully aware that she is in a slasher horror movie, and not just fully aware, someone who has done it before, but it's not that simple because now others are dragged into the mix. This comes out February 14th this year. We have a trailer for a movie I never knew I wanted. I, I had no idea. Uh, remember those old movies and TV shows back in the day when, when we were all kids, when some high and mighty a-hole in need of a lesson was transformed into something like a kid or an animal, and then they must learn their lesson before they can change back? Well, we're getting another one starring Regina Hall, Marseille Martin, Issa Rae, and Justin Hartley. In this one, Regina Hall plays a super bitch and super rich company executive who wakes up one day as a child and Issa Rae plays her frustrated assistant who must help her but also reap as many benefits as she can before her boss turns back into an adult. So basically we have this old trope movie done with a primarily black cast and just like I mentioned with Happy Death Day to you being self-aware, this one is too in a way where they realize that this is something that hap normally happens to white people in a movie. So the result is a hilarious looking comedy that I cannot wait for. Uh, in, in the whole time the show had been had been off the air from you know mid mid-December until until last week, I did miss two big ones. I'm just going to talk about them briefly because they're not new. That's the Men in Black International trailer is the first one that looks, it looks really good. I, I cannot wait. It seems like Chris Hemsworth character in this one has a little hint of his character from Ghostbusters in it. And why is that good? Because even people who hated the Ghostbusters movie, even those people who are wrong, that's right, I'm going to poke the hornet's nest just a little bit to see if I can rile Snarf Chris and Critter up. Just, just a little. Anyway, Chris Hemsworth in that movie was hilarious. So add this to the fact that we know that Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson have good chemistry together. We saw it in Thor Ragnarok. So this movie has a good cast and it looks like it's just, it looks like a good movie. And this shows us that we can take these old movies, older movies like Men in Black and reboot them, but not have to, not even have to deal with the original. I bet you there's going to be some Agent J or some Agent K reference going on in this movie they're somehow going to reference the first one but i'm just glad that they don't need to that all they need is to know this is a men in black movie and that we know we know going into it we know what to expect so that looks good also i admit the hellboy trailer which got some mixed reviews so many people so many people are just angry that it's not guillermo del toro and that it's not ron perlman they're like oh who is this guy he looks terrible and i'm watching the trailer going really do you think he looks terrible he, he looks like hellboy like take off your hate colored glasses and watch the f***ing trailer and you'll see that it looks it looks fine am i disappointed that we're not going to get a third guillermo del toro hellboy movie yes i am i liked those films they were good but it's done we're not going to get another one. So get off your cross, build a bridge with it, and get over it. If you don't want to see the new Hellboy, that's fine. I don't give a shit. I just think this looks really interesting, and I, 
I think a lot of the people bitching about it are just simply being haters. That's it. Because this movie looks fine. It does. But let's talk about the big news. The big news that hit. Of course, we have the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. And you know what? This movie's going to be just as good as the first one. I know it. It's, you know, my superhero movie sense is tingling. So I'm not going to do a full breakdown of the trailer, but we do know a couple things. We we saw Happy, all right? We saw Nick Fury, of course. And, and so this also brings into question when this takes place. Normally, Marvel movies take place in the order in which they were released, unless otherwise stated. Like, obviously, Captain America takes place before Iron Man. Like, we, we know this. And what was another big exception? Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp take, taking place before Infinity War, just because a little bit at the end, it just sinks where it took place. So either Spider-Man Far From Home takes place before Infinity War, which I really don't think it does. In which case, Nick Fury will be there to try and get Peter like prepared for Infinity War, which kind of bothers me because... Peter said nothing about it in Infinity War, so how how will that happen? But just like I think, this takes place after, and Marvel just assumes that we know these people aren't going to stay dead. They're not going to kill two of their biggest characters, that's going to be Spider-Man and Black Panther, before any sequels can be made. They are not going to do that. And I think Marvel knows that we're not that stupid. So the real question, like I've said before, for Avengers Endgame is going to be, who stay, who either stays dead or who saves the day, thus killing themselves. Some people are saying that they think it, t it does take place after and that Tony dies because somewhere in the trailer that I missed, there's a check and it's signed by Pepper Potts instead of Tony. And that's, that's not a good reason. We all know how much power Pepper has in the company. Are you telling me that she is not allowed to sign a check? No, 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 no. Just because the check was signed by Pepper, just because we saw Happy without Tony in the trailer, means absolutely nothing. But what else did we see? We saw a couple new suits. We saw that fancy black sneaky Spider-Man suit that you can get in Spider-Man 4 or Spider-Man PS4. And we also saw what looked like Mysterio fighting the bad guys. But I believe otherwise and i think you do too i think you probably assume this because we know mysterio is not a good guy so what's probably happening is that mysterio is the one causing all these little monster things to pop up because he's a say it with me a special effects guy that is how it looks like he has powers when he doesn't he uses special effects in real time so he's causing these monsters to pop up that spider-man can't beat he shows up saves the day look how awesome i am what's his end game we don't know. We will see. I'm just excited for Jake Gyllenhaal as well because he is a really good actor. It's true. I don't. There's a bunch of his movies I don't like. And it's just because they're they're really too dark for me. Like really, really dark. And some of them are overrated. You know, maybe for the next episode or when uh, Walker's on the show, we'll do a breakdown of it. But for now, we'll we'll walk away from that and talk about the teaser trailer for Ghostbusters three that is set to come out in 2020. Or you know, the movie is set to come out. The teaser trailer has come has already come out. So what did we see? The teaser trailer really showed us nothing. It didn't. It showed us nothing at all. We know nothing. But I am so excited. I was watching the teaser trailer getting emotional for it. That's how much I want this. All we saw, all we saw was the, the camera creeping up on a barn. You hear these familiar sounds 
Then you get into the barn. You see this, this something covered in tarp. The tarp comes up. It's the Ecto-1. What's that sound? It is a proton pack being turned on. And it finally happens. End of teaser. And that's all I need. If you don't show me another thing until the movie comes out, that's I'm sold. That's what I need. And for those of you who really hated the last Ghostbusters movie, breathe a sigh of relief because it's Jason Reitman directing this. That is the son of Ivan Reitman, the original director. So at this point, we know nothing about the film except its release date or tentative release date. And I think that's all we need to know. That really is. It looks, it it looks, we didn't see anything. It's, it's going to be great. All right. With that, my future friends, it is time to step out of the trailer trove and let us go into our first break as we hear a word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back with the show. Thank you very much for sticking with us here. Let's jump into the limited release section and let us talk about a movie called The Last Man. Kurt, a combat veteran with PTSD and hallucinations, fortifies his home and builds a secret underground shelter in response to doomsday-like changes in the weather, coupled with an old man warning of the coming apocalypse. Some think he's crazy, but others will go far to take him down. This stars Hayden Christensen from Star Wars Episodes 2 and 3, and Harvey Keitel from Reservoir Dogs. And this movie had promise, it really did, but it just looks like it. it is a unrealized idea. An idea that didn't get to, it didn't get to blossom yet. So it, it has promise, but it never really reached it. And also that it didn't, it didn't get enough money that the biggest stars it can get were Christensen and Keitel. That, that's it. Uh, next up, we have a movie called The Brawler. This is another biopic about Chuck Webner. This is the second one in a couple years, actually. And Chuck Webner not only had the movie Rocky based off him, but he also got to fight Muhammad Ali. This stars Zach McGowan from nine episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Amy Smart from The Butterfly Effect, as well as Joe Pontliano from The Matrix. So this film has already been made. And I, it looks like it's been made better. So instead of waiting for this movie, if you have any interest in Chuck Wepner, you should watch the Leave Schreiber, Elizabeth Moss, Ron Perlman, Naomi Watts, and Jim Gaffigan version, which was called Chuck. And that was released in 2016. The trailer made this movie look terrible. It, it, it makes me wonder why this, since this movie is being released now, unless it sat on the shelf, unless it just sat on the shelf for three years. I'm going to assume that they started working on this, on this movie after, at the very least, the Leave Schreiber version of this story was even announced. So why are you, A, re, or redoing a movie that never really made it? No one really saw Chuck. It never, it never really made it. It didn't turn many heads. And B, why are you doing another movie about a person no one knows about? Okay, I, I bet... You know, I have quite a few listeners, and I bet maybe maybe a quarter of you 
maybe, okay, let's be honest, maybe a sixth of you know who Chuck Wepner is. And even out of you, that, that small amount, I doubt you think that this guy deserves two movies that aren't even trying to do a different take on it. So uh, skip this one. And the last movie in the limited section before we get into our next break is called Girl. Lara is a 15-year-old girl born in the body of a boy who dreams about becoming a ballerina. Uh, this is a French film that looks really deep, uh, really poignant, and looks like it's going to be heavily depressing because it's French, and the French love their sad movies. Well, that is it for the limited section. That was three movies, The Last Man, The Brawler, and Girl. All of them look skippable. Girl, okay, Girl could be good. It, it really could. But you have to keep in mind that you have to then find out, like, find someplace near you showing this French movie, or if you can't do that, Hope, hope some streaming service just randomly gets some French film or you dedicate yourself enough to buy it. Then that's why it stayed in limited release. So let us take another break as we hear a word from our friends at the Nerds of the Squared Circle. And then we'll come back with the wide releases and interesting indies. All three of them. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Starf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. We're back. We are back. You know, I think when the episodes get this short, as in just when the movie, there aren't many movies, I really should change up how the ads go. I, I don't know, but we'll see. For now, we have to talk about a movie called Close. Sam is a bodyguard and counterterrorism expert who takes a job protecting a young rich girl. When the shit hits the fan and they both get taken, Sam must use all of her skills to not only survive the ordeal, but get the girl home alive. This stars Numi Rapace from Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and Sophie Nalise from The Book Thief. So ladies and gentlemen, this is one of two Netflix movies coming out this week. That's right, two of the three wide releases and interesting indies are Netflix movies, so you can watch them right away. Uh, I do believe Close is getting limited release in theaters as is, as is the next one, but you know what? You already get Netflix I know you do because you like movies and you can't claim you like movies unless you have Netflix. And you know, if it's for money reasons, I fully understand that. But if it's not money reasons, you have no reason not to have Netflix. But this movie looks badass, absolutely badass. So Numi Replace plays this hardcore love child of John Wick and Peppermint. And not only that, but she has to protect this girl who is a spoiled rich brat and they both get kidnapped and taken to some third world country. So she has to get her out alive and also survive herself. And here's what's badass about this movie coming out on Netflix. We have this one this week. I believe it's next week. Do not fully quote me on that because I haven't done my notes yet. But next week we should have Polar with Mads Mikkelsen. So we have two of these violent action packed movies about just these badasses taking out people who need to be killed and it looks amazing and i'm glad that we have this one so quickly after peppermint and um before peppermint was proud mary so we have these movies with women as these characters too showing that it could be anyone you know who i, th who I think can do it 
I think Glenn Close could do it. I want to see Helen Mirren do this. So yes, thanks to movies like Proud Mary and Peppermint, I think movies with women in these key roles being badasses is more commonplace, and that's what I want to see. That's how I think we're going to like overcome equality barriers in Hollywood is making all these movies of people of different genders and different races showing that it doesn't matter. This stars Numi Rapace. It could have easily starred some dude and it, it shouldn't matter. So the sooner we can see more movies like this, that just kind of show that anyone can do any role or, you know, almost anyone can do almost any role. The sooner we will realize age, race, gender shouldn't matter. What should matter is just making a good movie, and that should be it. Close looks really good, really entertaining, and very easy to see, especially if you're like most people and have a Netflix account. Close gets an 8 out of 11. Next up is the final Netflix movie of the week, and that is a film called Io. Sam is one of the last survivors on a poisonous Earth. Most of humanity has fled to Jupiter's moon, Io. Her father was a scientist who dedicated his life to finding a way for humans to adapt and survive rather than abandon their home. After his death, Sam takes over, but one day meets a man who tells her that the final ship to Io is leaving. And soon. This stars Margaret Qualley from The Nice Guys and Anthony Mackie from Captain America Civil War. And what we have here is something I like. We have a low-key, low-budget, I'm, I'm assuming low-budget, I don't know how much went into this, but a seemingly low-key sci-fi flick to show us how wonderful sci-fi as a genre is, that we don't need like huge, flashy space battles, even though I love myself some huge flashy space battles, but we don't need it. Just like a couple weeks ago, we had that movie with Pedro Pascal that looked really good. This one seems along in the same vein, where we have this, this sci-fi movie, this post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie that looks good. It looks like it. it's well-acted, well-written. It's a very interesting plot. It seems very minimalistic, just because all I saw was two actors and maybe three if you count uh, flashbacks of the dad. So we have this movie that has to then rely on story because it doesn't have a colorful cast of aliens. It doesn't have big scenes of flashy space battles and laser swords. It needs to focus on the story. And from the looks of the trailer, it looks like it does. And that's why I had a hard time. You know that I gave up trying to make you guys guess on, ooh, what's the pick of the week? Uh, no, I now tend to put the movies in order of, of awesomeness. Sometimes, if I don't care, I'll bounce them around, but that's why it was hard to place Close and Io, because they both look awesome, but completely different. Completely different. One is an action-packed, over-the-top action movie, action drama, while the other one is a sci-fi movie, a, a bare-bones sci-fi movie that looks really good. It also looks really intense because we have these two people, uh, Margaret Qualley and Anthony Mackie, who have to get to this launch place, wherever this final ship leaving Earth is going from, going through this poisonous Earth where, where they will have to spend the night. And normally that's unheard of because you need breathing apparatuses. You need oxygen and power to do it. So how will they do it? I really look forward to seeing this. And I think these two movies are the perfect types of movies to put in your queue the minute they come out and then set yourself up with a movie night where you just get a meal you like, something indulgent. Maybe you get a whole pizza for yourself. 
yeah, do that. Or maybe you make yourself one of your favorite dishes or get takeout from somewhere and you just watch a new good movie. And I think that's one of the great things about Netflix is because they're expanding, they're doing great movies, great TV, and that you can sit in your goddamn underwear on your couch eating and drinking whatever the f*** you want watching a movie that has just been released that is the dream ladies and gentlemen i don't have to get dressed i just at least have to be somewhat presentable to go pick up my pizza the people at the pizza place don't have to know that those are three-day-old pants they can't smell me it smells like pizza so get yourself something good indulge a little bit have a movie night and watch a brand new movie watch close watch io i don't care watch both of them but these, both of these movies look good and they both look like they're going to be worth your time. And they both seem like movies you're going to want to share with friends going, hey, friend, I know you don't listen to Future Flicks with Billion, which you totally should. But guess what? There's this brand new movie out on Netflix. If you and if you haven't put it on your list already, do it because it looks great. Io also gets an eight out of 11. All right, people, we know what's next. We, we really do. Tell me what's next. What is the final movie? Say it. If you said glass, you are right. As if by fate, David Dunn winds up in a psychiatric institute with Kevin Wendell Crumb and Elijah Price. Price wants out and wants to tap one of Crumb's dangerous personalities, the Beast, to get out. And David Dunn has to stop them. The problem is no one believes he has powers, especially not the doctor in charge. This stars Bruce Willis from Unbreakable, Samuel L. Jackson from Unbreakable, James McAvoy from Split, Anya Taylor-Joy from Split, and Sarah Paulson from Bird Box. I am really excited for this. I really am. Um, Unbreakable was a, I think, one of M. Night Shyamalan's best movies. I would rather watch Unbreakable than The Sixth Sense because I think Unbreakable holds up better. When The Sixth Sense came out, it blew minds. People were like, oh, you're never going to see this coming. Oh my God. And don't get me wrong. It's still a good movie, but now that we're, no, now that everyone knows what happens, now that I See Dead People has become a meme, the surprise is now so far gone that even though the movie is still good, I think Unbreakable holds up better. And now we're finally getting a sequel to it. Not only that, but we're getting two sequels. In one, a sequel to Unbreakable and a sequel to Split. And they're doing it so it makes sense. It's not like, it doesn't feel like M. Night Shyamalan is trying to shoehorn these universes together. It's already been done and it, and it works. And I've been paying attention to the early reviews coming in. Even though, yes, I don't like critics. I don't, I don't trust critics. I don't respect critics. Okay, that's a lie. There's some I respect, but for the mass, vast majority of them are assholes, especially anyone on, you know, say it with me, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, those places, f*** them. But the, the words coming back on how the movie is are really split. Your typical critic, people like that are tearing it apart. But then we have more nerdy centered websites that are getting early access to the movie because being a nerd is cool now. And they are saying that f*** what the critics saying this movie is great and you know what who you know what guess who i'm going to trust i'm going to trust the people whose whose likes and dislikes are more like my own those are the people who are saying this movie is enjoyable they're not saying it's a great film they're not saying it's amazing quality they're not saying that it should be up for any sort of award they're just saying it's fun they're just saying it's enjoyable and that is what is most important in fact that's why i think this week has all the three movies in my wide release and limited section, I think 
are really fun and really enjoyable. And I think this is a great week for movies just because it's an easy pick. If you want to see a movie this week in the theater, pick glass. Easy peasy. Then go home sometime else during this week, next week. Watch Close. Watch Io, And enjoy yourself. Enjoy three new movies that look really good, two of which you can watch from the comfort of your own home. So even though this week only had three movies in the big section... I am still stoked. I am still glad that this week happened. This is this is a really good collection. And you know what? Go and buy them if you don't have them. If you do not have Unbreakable and Split, go and buy them. Because there are some people that I know really well and whose tastes I, I actually agree with a lot who didn't like Split a whole lot. But I still think you should watch it again or watch it at least once just so we can go into glass fully understanding everything. This is going to be a fun film. This is going to be an enjoyable film. And just wait for the Blu-ray combo pack of all three movies. Glass gets an 8 out of 11. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And with that, it is time for the question of the week. And if you remember, I phoned it in last week. Last week's question was, what movie are you looking forward to the most from 2019? And we got one answer outside of me and Anne. That comes from AJ, who said he's looking forward to, so far, John Wick Chapter 3. Avengers, and he also tacked on Hobbs and Shaw to the list, all of which, yes, look really good. As for Anne's answer, she said Nightingale, unless it's not coming out this year, because we couldn't find any information on Nightingale. We we found that confirmation in 2017 that was being made into a movie with a tentative release date of next week, but it's not coming out next week. I, I looked, I'm sorry to say, so we actually don't know when it's coming out. Uh, and she said, if not that, then Little Women, the Little Women remake. And it's my turn, and I'm going to make it a little harder for me because usually I cheat. I'm going to only pick one comic book movie. If I could only watch one, what would it be? And it, I would have to say Spider-Man Far From Home. I would rather see Spider-Man Far From Home than Avengers Endgame, even if I never find out what happens. Spider-Man has always been my favorite hero. The Avengers have always been, eh, for me. Like, take him to leave it. And for my non-comic book movie that I'm looking forward to the most, that is going to be It Chapter 2. I cannot wait. All right, my future friends, let us talk about what question of the week we're going to have for next week. And next week, let's talk about movies that we'd like to see smash together and get one sequel. Just like Glass, how Glass is the sequel for both Unbreakable and Split. What two movies would you like to see their worlds collide and both movies get one sequel? And I, I hope that's a pretty obvious question. I, I hope I don't have to explain that too much because it seems obvious. 
So these don't have to be the same director like Glass does. It could be any two movies. What any two movies would you like to see their universes collide and get one sequel? So with that, let us get into the housekeeping and send you along your way to listen to the other great shows from the somewhat nerdy podcast network you can find me on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play and any podcast app as well as the somewhat nerdy website i'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating i would love five stars please and then leave a comment say hey and tell me what i'm doing right tell me what you think i need to improve on give me some ideas and then how do you reach me that is a great question leave a comment for me on the somewhat nerdy website or facebook page leave a comment on soundcloud Hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN. Same on Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And check out the Watch Mouth Podcast, good friends of the show. And also check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of my latest blogs and our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners... My future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future. <laughs>